I believe the future of golf lies in its par threes and short courses. I mean, come on, shorter rounds, less pesticides, the courses are greener. See what I did there? Let's talk about par threes and short courses and bringing them back as the proving ground for the modern golfer. Golf is not that hard. Well, it doesn't have to be. That's why we cut through all the highbrow golf BS to give you what you really need to know to enjoy the golfing experience. I'm Doug Smith. And I'm Cheyenne Woods. And together we have over 50 years experience playing the game of golf at every level. Every week we'll break down a new topic in 10 minutes or less, answering some of the most popular questions in golf today. You're welcome. Let me just say this. There are a lot of par three courses out and we're going to talk about a few of them, but they're not limited to the ones that we talk about because I haven't been to Oregon to play some of these par threes that I've seen on Instagram, but I love par three golf. I think it is a phenomenal way to learn the game. It's actually how I learned the game, but there used to be a lot more courses to play, Shy, and, and they're gone. Yeah, unfortunately, back a few years ago, the golf industry did take a tank when you know we had that financial crisis here in the States, and par threes were some of the courses that were the first to go. You don't pay a lot of money. They don't get a lot of play, really. So unfortunately, we did see a lot of them disappear. Is that course you grew up still there? It was a full 18 par three course and they've cut it down to nine because they built condos on the other half so See, that again was, that was the fate of the courses that i grew up I, I remember being young and going out and playing golf with like people around the community and church members and they would take me to these par threes and i, I could own the par three i could hit driver like 195 and think i was awesome right it was like like the best feeling in the world and then crises and before that you know in my area these places disappeared and an office park sprung up and apartment buildings and these various other real estate ventures it's like leave the par threes alone and shout out to the clubs that still have par threes the country clubs and the public courses and the resorts that still have par threes because they're needed in this game i think there's such a unique experience too for people who genuinely love the game and want to learn it because par threes a lot of times are so much less intimidating for people who are new and they're faster to play faster who wants to be out there walking or in a cart for four and a half hours yeah, and that's why you know it's great when i moved here to scottsdale phoenix and be able to play a course like a mountain shadows it's 18 holes par three i think the shortest hole is like 60 yards and the longest is like 200 but it's a fantastic time and it's in fantastic condition i love mountain shadows i'm not trying to plug them i'm just being honest there's so many great par three courses out here whether you're in arizona or somewhere else in the country and i think another thing whether again you're a beginner or you truly want to improve par threes are such a great way to work on your web Edges, your short game and to really dial in your distances. I grew up playing a part three course and it helped my short game tremendously. Yeah. And you, you got to shoot a number out there too, yeah, right? Yeah. You still have to get it in the hole. It's and like, even today, I love going out and playing the part three. But driver. Yeah. And woods, right? Yeah. You well, get to hit well, every sometimes people hit drivers. I don't know. My first hole in one was on a part three course and I hit a driver. Yeah, but you've got so. like 15, 11 part hole in ones. Yes. Like, you, I mean, you're very yeah. annoying. Like, <laughs> so. There's part three courses everywhere. And the great thing is even courses like Pinehurst has a par three course. When's the last time you played a par three though, honestly? Do you remember where it was? Um, it was probably here in Phoenix, the Mountain Shadows course this last year. What about across the country? Because I have, a, there's another little hidden gem par three course, the Palm Beach par three down in Palm Beach, Florida. That thing is right in between the, the beach and the intercoastal. And it's gorgeous. It's a wonderful piece of property. Great people down there. Go play it if you can. But that's one of my little hidden secret par threes. Do you have one? Traveling? I've never really played a par three course. Maybe some in San Diego when I was young, but some bucket list ones I have is, like I said, the Pinehurst. Another one is the Bandon Dunes par three course that I've heard is amazing. So those are two that I definitely want to knock off and try and get out to. You know, Cheyenne, on that magical 
weekend or week in April when everybody's talking about magnolias and pimento cheese sandwiches and Jim Nance is on saying hello, friends. They celebrate by playing a par three golf course. Par threes are super relevant, super relevant to the culture of the game of golf and super relevant to my favorite golf tournament, the Masters. That's a great example, too, because that par three golf tournament involves a family. It's not just the PJ Tour players. It's their wives. It's their significant others. Kids. It's their kids, the kids that come out. And that's a great thing, too, with par threes is bring the family out. Get everybody involved, whether they play golf or not. It's just a very fun atmosphere for everybody. I feel like the par three at Augusta is like a metaphor for the par three golf around the country. Like, bring the family. This is a family time. This is fun for everybody. All ages, all skill levels come out, and let's enjoy this time on the golf course. Now, if you look at the stats on any tour, par threes are, are normally the higher scoring average of holes. So they're not always easy. Although they might be shorter, you hit one shot off the tee, you're hitting an iron onto the green. It's not always as easy as it sounds or looks. Par threes are so annoying. <laughs> As much as we love them and love the courses, they are annoying, Part right? threes are super annoying because it's like there's there's no reason for people at, at, you know, scratch handicap level just miss the greens and make bogeys on the par threes. But when I was playing golf, my goal was to not make a five. So that I allotted bogeys on par threes. It's like it was okay. So by playing these par three terms or courses and getting more used to par threes, it's only going to make your actual golf at bigger courses better. Earlier, we talked about the downturn, the economic status of the states and par threes going away. I feel like there's a little bump, like a boom that we're on the edge of or the cusp, right? I'm seeing more people posting playing par threes. There are club manufacturers that are making short course club sets where it's only like three or four clubs in a golf bag. Are we seeing a resurgence of the par three, Cheyenne, or, or are you too far removed to know? <laughs> no, I am involved, okay? <laughs> I definitely think you're right. I think in the last maybe two to three years, we've seen a lot more interest in whether it be a par three course, whether it be a shortened course, like 12 holes, you're seeing these alternative formats for people to get involved with golf because again, there is a surge of interest in just the social side of golf, whether it be a top golf or celebrities playing golf. Par three golf courses are another outlet for people to kind of get into the game in a non-intimidating way. So I think this is a great wave that we are on right now, maybe the start, maybe in the middle, whatever it is, but there's definitely something changing in the golf world to where par threes are so much more relevant. We have par threes, we have top golf, we have indoor golf places like five iron. People forget the executive golf courses or the short courses like you mentioned earlier. There are places to go play golf where you can play 10, 12, 18 holes and it's a mini version of larger golf courses. As we see more millennials coming into the game, I think trying to help people be more aware of more than just the big marquee country clubs that you can go play or the big public courses, there are some bite-sized options for you out there in the game of golf. So definitely check those out. It's time to get technical where we now dig a little bit deeper. And today we are actually going to address a question that came through our website from Mr. Damon Hamer or Heimer. What's not up, sure. Damon? But he sent a great question. Uh, can you talk about the debate of using a hybrid versus a long iron, which is easier to use for an amateur, Doug? Mm, 
I mean, the, how, how technical do we want to be? It's technical. So those Let's... people that have a steeper angle of attack, I'm definitely going to push you toward a more traditional iron. If you're a little bit more shallow in your attack angle and need help getting the ball in the air, then I'm going to suggest that you go with the hybrid. The difference between the two is the miss bias. If you have a hybrid because there's extra loft, those clubs are designed to be a little bit more left bias. Whereas when you have a, a straight in hosled long iron, that's designed to kind of more miss right. So it's all about what the player's trying to seek. Have you had any success with either the long irons or the hybrids? For the last, I would say, almost 10 years, the longest iron I've had in the bag is a five iron. So I carried about two hybrids, which I love because for me, they are easy to hit. The room for error is a lot smaller. And I love being able to come into the green with a little bit more ball flight, a little bit softer, more reactive to the greens. The room for error is smaller with the I'm hybrid? I'm sorry, it's bigger. I was about to yeah, say, damn, look at, you got some blade <laughs> hybrids? Damn. Where, where do oh, they make those? Oh, it's so much those? bigger. We can miss it everywhere. Where, where, where awesome. do they make those blade hybrids at? I need to get me some of those. No, I, you know, it's funny. I just put a hybrid in my bag. I put a, a 22 degree hybrid in and I love this thing. I've put a stiff enough shaft in to take away some of the left bias. And like you mentioned, it's just easier to get the ball in the air. Yeah. And that's what we want, right? We want this game to be as easy as possible. And I know for a lot of guys, there's an ego thing of not wanting a hybrid, but really there's no issue in getting a hybrid. There's no ego when it comes to shooting low scores. 100%, so I'm going to exactly. put whatever in the bag I need to put in and do whatever I need to do to shoot the lowest score possible. So I hope we answered your question, Damon. If you're kind of steep, check out that long iron. And if you're kind of a sweeper or you want some more help hitting that draw, go with the hybrid. And as you know, that's another episode of Birdies Not BS. Always, I got Cheyenne Woods with me. You know where to find us. Follow us at Birdies Not BS on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or birdiesnotbs.com.